Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Chapter 3, The Streets of Mos Espa. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of the third episode? The Streets of Mos Espa are a lot goofier than the tribes of Tatooine, let me tell you. Goofier? Okay. The streets, of, the streets of Mos Espa are akin to the streets of Gotham City and that one Batman where uh, everything was in neon colors and Robin was a punk and he stole the Batmobile and it's just kind of a mess. And everybody had nipples. Cod pieces and rubber nipples. That's yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting from Mos Espa. It's not a good vibe. If I was Jabba, <laughs> I would, I, or if I was, if I was Boba, I would take off with the huts. This is good. Yeah, this is your muscle. Look at your muscle, dog. You're gonna, <laughs> your, your family's gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the new mutants can get the job done. There's certainly no original X-Men. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, Gamorreans, yeah, that's cool. Danny uh Trejo, that's looking up Rancor. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm digging this. (laughs) Wait, wait. This is is your your rival motorcycle gang, and they're riding... Space uh, space Segway, yeah, uh-huh. that's, yeah. I I was trying not to bite one of our emailers, but yeah, that's oh. rough. Well, yeah, uh, I'll bite him because I didn't read the email. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I hated that that action scene. This week's obligatory oh. action scene was much worse than last week's obligatory action scene. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, to me. I don't know what you do. I guess you write the thing and you're shooting it and it's just not working and you can't you, this. The speed never seems like it's going more than 15 <laughs> miles an hour and you're looking at the dailies. And what do you do? Just cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go I back feel to like, the drawing yeah. board. I feel like you're Disney. Just film film something because it just it mm-hmm. just it just didn't work, man. Like even pod racing is as much shit as it gets in episode one. At least it was genuinely exciting. Like there was a, a, a oh, real yeah. a sense of speed. There was. Uh, yeah. But I feel like. An old lady in a walker could have mm-hmm. could have could have just grabbed, uh, you know, <laughs> knock off Bib Fortuna's collar and just jerked him out of it at any time. At any time during this race, Boba's yeah. got a jet pack, for God's sake. He could just landed, <laughs> land, landed in the car seat next to this guy. It would have been a more amazing action scene, to be and, honest. And he practically does at the end, right? He just That's what I'm in. saying. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was pretty sad. And uh, I don't know. I'm. It, I, I like this episode overall. I think there are some very cool things in here, some good things. Um, it's just, boy, that action scene really turned me off. That No, I there was a lot to like in this episode, yeah. but there also it felt like, you know, everything involving the cyber, the cyborg gang was just I'm calling them the vapor thieves, the vapor thieves. Uh, stealing the economics, roots, the economics water. of Tatooine was bizarre. Like Boba Fett's like, that much for water. Like, look, guys, I, Favre, I don't know if you know this, but the reason water is so cheap in Earth is because the planet's covered with two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we, you can't get fucking away from water on this planet. Tatooine 
desert planet mm-hmm. that has the two suns, not so much water. There used to be. Still needed to live. Still needed to live. Not so much water. It it might be fucking expensive, <laughs> especially in times of unrest. Like when you come and you murder the legitimate uh, black market overlord and there's a power vacuum that fills it. Like, it, you know, cause and effect. Master Fed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there there is a lot of cause and effect going on here with the story they're telling. But I want to I, I want to get to that later. Um, I like the flashback scenes a lot. I think like the, you know, he's he's paying a price for the things he's doing there. Uh, and he might not be, you know, making all the right calls. And I think that's interesting, especially with how it interfaces with the new version of Boba Fett that you see um, in, in the, the now, the current timeline. Yeah. Uh, and then I really like the Wookiee fight and the Rancor scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think those those things were really good. Wookiee fight was okay. I, I just like to see Wookiees with... fight. I, I rarely get to see Wookiees fight, and when they when they do, it's usually with their bowcaster or something. And True, like just to see one. But just to see wrecking. one take a bite of a Gamorrean? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got vi- vibro knuckles a swinging left, right, and center. Right. Uh, I, 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 it was a little bit let down because you still have the Power Rangers. Uh, sure. Yeah. Coming in to to do it. Uh, the, the the teenagers with attitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that vapor face recruited. I it, that's yeah, but it, it that was a great that was the the best of the action scenes. But oh my For god, sure. it didn't have much competition. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't know how much more I want to say up front about this. I feel like we should just get into the recap. Let's do it. But first, let's take a break. All right, let's get into the recap. Boba gets the lay of the land of of Mos Espa after Jabba's death. And then one of his vassals comes to see him with a complaint and also a lucrative solution. Uh, he, we're talking about the vapor thieves here. He says, the vapor thieves are stealing all my water. Uh, they're, they're making stuff hard for me if you kill them or take them out or deal with them, whatever. Uh, I'll double my tribute to you. Have they retconned the term moisture farmer? I, I don't know. I always thought it was a moisture farmer, but he calls them vapor uh, he d- it farmers. always was. No, no, no. Don't, don't fucking okay. Berenstain bears me. This has uh-huh. always been no, a moisture 100%. farming situation. And now Stephen Root comes along and he flubs the line and we're just going to be stuck with vapor farming <laughs> from here on out. I don't think he flubbed the line. I think it was probably written that way. But yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. Is this, Is this I, a walkers like in the right. Walking Dead situation where everybody calls it something different? Dude, I for as much shit as I get for like, quote unquote, mispronouncing things. Uh, and I do. This the damn franchise worth twenty seven billion dollars can't decide if a main character is Jabba or Jabba. Can't even in this episode in twenty twenty two. Uh huh. Like so, I don't know. Moisture vapor. It's always going to be moisture farming to me. But uh, everybody's got a different accent. Boba's yeah. got a different accent than this uh, Twi'lek. Twi'lek. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Twi'lek. Twi'lek. Who knows? You say Jabba. I say Jabba. <laughs> You say spider droid, I say speeder droid? Monk of Ang Uh th- oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The fucking spider monks. I wonder yeah. um I talked about them in the first uh episode. I wonder if they'll fi- figure into the plot. Do you know about these guys? Uh, not much, not much. No. 
these were some uh I, so I, I think there's two different conflicting lores about them one is that they were monks that uh took their asceticism to such an extent that they removed their brains and put them in these jars and then put the so there's literally am you know uh, ambulatory brains and okay. one was i think that this the java's palace used to be like uh you know, a, a sanctuary, a temple to these monks and they wouldn't give it to Jabba. So as punishment, uh, you know, since they, he, he, he is a way to mock them for being so lofty and stuck in their thoughts. He removed their brains and put them in his jars and kind of made them living decorations around this palace. Hmm. Uh, and then they're good. They're that because that's all star Wars legends at this point. So Fa- yeah. Favreau might uh, paint with a different type of brush. I'm, I'm curious to see, cause this is the first I've seen him in the, the new stuff. Uh huh. Spider monks. Yeah, still a cooler. Um, Creepy. Human brains sloshing around in red fluid uh, filled bowls with spider, spider, mechanical spider legs. It's it's fucking creepy, man. Yeah, it's you know, it wouldn't be as creepy if the bowl didn't like dangle off the front. I, uh, yeah. I, is there it, something it, it, about it? I yeah, don't like it. Because it. it looks like a fucking Black Widow spider. Like our, our yeah. monkey brains are programmed to recoil in horror from those things. So it's terrifying. And, and as we should. They're mm-hmm. poisonous. Um, I, I do think that like this is the YA of Boba Fett, but like it kind of makes Boba look like an idiot that, you know, 8D8 had to draw a laser hologram chessboard for him to understand that the huts were behind the mayor's attack, you know? Sure. Uh, that like the it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know, wait five minutes till the Wookiee shows up, you'll be sure. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and and uh, there's also I was excited to see like maybe the story of uh, Boba Fett taking that bib Fortuna, but they're painting bib as a weak leader, no muscle, just uh, he maintained yeah. uh, control by essentially paying different uh, syndicates and the mayor off. So it's like I don't think that's going to be an exciting fight, but it's I still kind of want to see him. You can't you can't tease a major trilogy character and then sure. Yeah. Not show me his uh, gross twilight bloated tumor face. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he looks like. They might recon that too. Who knows? Bring back the ugly twilight Twi'leks. I'm tired mm-hmm. of the fucking hot supermodel Twi'leks. I need to see some some average Joe Twi'leks. <laughs> okay, we're going to pronounce it different in the same sentence now. Yeah, Perfect. hell yeah. All right. Yeah, if, 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 if the mouse can't get it right, I'm I'm under no compulsion. <laughs> it's true. It does feel like they're sending Bobo on a side quest here a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of leads back into the main quest. So, are you excited to see Steven Root in the Star Wars Galaxy playing just like a real shitter? Uh, it's not what I would choose for him, but you know, I, I feel like his his work, his time is better spent working on uh, season th- three of Barry, perhaps um, mm. stuff like that. He's great. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Uh, he, Ever since Office Space, I've loved this dude. Yeah, he he's great at like being um a character that says he's competent, but he's really just completely lost in in the 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 high weeds. He's really mm-hmm. great at being like a his the 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 hammer judge from Justified where he like, yep. I yep. I can see him as like the mayor of like most Eisley. Uh-huh. And he's actually good at it. But he's also funny in Steven Root. But yeah, Watermonger. We'll see. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, Boba roams the streets of Mos Espa until he finds the stolen water. And uh, the vapor thieves have it. They make the case that they had no choice but to steal it because there is no work. So Boba decides, I'm going to put you to work for me. 
And uh, Stephen Root, the vapor broker, wants 1,300 credits for his stolen water. Bilba talks him down to 500 and tells him to cut his prices. I still think it's funny that, like, you know, like 1,300 credits for water on a <laughs> desert planet uh-huh. where the only source of water is black melon and pulling it out of the air. That seems excessive. <laughs> Like, if it was sand, that's one thing. I could see Charles and Armin land. But water, that's, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I feel you. It's, uh, and I, I just have no perspective on it, right? 1,300 credits could be $60 billion. Right. In today's that's money, 1,300 credits could be, you know, a penny and a nickel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when he talks about a 500, I have no perspective on, like, how, what is this going to do to Stephen Root's operation? Is this going to... Mm-hmm. To crumble his vapor empire, uh, which uh, we haven't seen yet, or what? But yeah, Bob, uh, I, I just, you know, I'm uh, I'm still figuring all this out, all this economic stuff, macroeconomic stuff at uh, at at my age. But I'm I'm pretty sure price controls aren't the answer. No, okay, well yeah. they're gonna try them in Moss Espa. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it goes, Boba. All right, then we go to Boba healing in his back to pod. And then we flash back again to Camino. Again, a fucking again to Camino. Do we need to see this flashback 15 times? Is this the only footage they had in flashback form? And we're like, oh, God, we got to run this. We got so many flashbacks yeah. to do. Let's run this, I guess, 14 times in an episode. I, I think it's amazing that uh, Boba's more traumatized by that one time his dad went out for a pack of smokes than he was but then, then honestly seeing him beheaded because we've only seen that flashback once. This uh, right? this dad, dad, don't leave scene has been, been really at the front of his mind. Traumatic. Well, he left him with like, what, hundreds of thousands of himself. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there might be some true hidden trauma there. Don't don't Lots leave me alone with my thoughts or something. I don't know. The, I'm the young I'm the youngest of 1.5 million brothers. My god, uh-huh. dad, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> There's a river of shit running downhill to you, young man. Uh, uh yeah, of, Star Wars nostalgia. I I love the belching frog. It's just like oh, it's almost like yeah. a, almost like a scene for scene remake from uh-huh. the the original. Uh, I always love. I've all, even when I was a kid, I loved the Belching Frog. I loved the Belching Frog as a grown man. Yeah, this was one of the things when they um, did the special editions that they added a lot of uh, stuff. They, is this? I thought this was no, a, no, no, oh, no. Th- This Muppet was OG. No, it is, but the when they went back and did the special editions, they added a lot of things like this, right? Like George Lucas said, you know what? I love that fucking frog. Let's get like 19 frogs in every other scene. And they're all belching in chorus. Or they're Uh, all Jawas are swinging from them, shit like that. And and then Boba Fett starts nodding his head because he's into the beat. Yeah, yeah, Uh no. They they, they went away. There's some irrational Star Wars exuberance in the 90s. I, I just feel like a little bit goes a long way here. Um, that's the thing like as a as a punctuation it's great yeah like it's you know like an ex but but like if if uh, you get uh you get a sentence with six exclamation points on it you're like oh my god calm down uh, yeah and it works well here because it is yeah. just a, a little bit nice callback uh so yeah we flashback to him as a, a tuscan again i i now i i read i did read some emails i lied i, I read an email or two uh I don't know what to call these fuckers. There's a con- there's a conversation to be had. Turns out it turns out there is. I'm gonna call them Tuscans until we get to that because yeah. we established it last episode, and then we'll have the discussion. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Flashback to to Boba as a Tuscan. 
and he rides a bantha into town to talk to the pike syndicate which are the ones from the train last episode he finds out the speeder bike gang nikto sand riders has already collected protection money from them and they don't want to double pay so he needs to go out and uh resolve the situation he says he will and then he goes back to the tuscan camp and finds it burned to the ground and the tuscans murdered yeah, that's the one thing when you said that the Boba's paying a price. Like, it seems like everyone else around him is paying the price for Fair. his yeah. his actions. You know, it's like everything seems so badass last episode, and then we see the reprisal, mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready for it. Uh, you know, he didn't didn't get the his, his, his newly adopted people ready for it, and uh, he feels like a real asshole about it. Obviously. Yeah, I I think what they're doing with these flashbacks is telling us a tale of unending retribution, um, you know, violence begetting violence. And, and what they're doing with the current timeline is saying Boba has realized that and he's yeah. trying to change that, right? Because he doesn't want to kill people. He doesn't mm, want to torture. He doesn't want to do okay. any of that stuff. So, I don't know. I did the, the if you uh, Nikto might sound familiar because that's the official name of these kind of like leathery skinned uh, forehead and chin horn people uh, that worked a lot of uh, Jabba skiffs mm-hmm. back in yeah, the Jedi. Um, so yeah, you know that's that's uh, I think in between that and episode episode six, Return of the Jedi, and now they've they've come up with a whole name and species and all that. So I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, um, it feels like they're just getting Boba to do their dirty work in this scene. Like, mm. hey, we think we can probably control you, but these other guys are giving us a tough time. Why don't you go fight them? Yeah, but we'll see. Um, so Boba's in the back to tank. He's attacked by the Dark Wookie. And he's being crushed to death until the new mutants, uh, oops, uh, the Vapor Thieves, come to his aid. And the Gamorreans get in the fight, and eventually the Wookiee is dropped into the Rancor pit by Finnick. Uh, I like the image of this Wookiee just ripping him out of his back to tank. Like, he's in the middle of his reverie of revenge, and uh, he's ta- and it's just immediately taking it to uh-huh. uh, Boba. And I know, so, like, I keep on noticing... Uh, physical features of Mr. Morrison. Oh God! What now? This scene. You can't. You, you tell me. Tell me what I noticed, Jim. You had to have. Uh, his exceptional shape for a man of his age. That's true. He has fucking put some work on yeah. his obliques and his like. You know, hasn't skipped leg day. The man no. at sixty is a fucking mountain. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the toes of Tamir, Tam- <laughs> to, to, Tamura. Oh no! What? I. <laughs> No, they're not funny. Don't go they're after his funny. toes. He splays them in such a way that like his his big toe makes like a greater than 90 degree angle to his foot. This man's in agony what? with this Wookiee grabbing him. It's like I, I've never seen. <laughs> I've never seen toes take that shape. It's like he's trying to cast a spell. Uh, I know what you're talking about. God. Yeah, they're curling up, right? Like a Wicked Witch of the West sort of thing. Something, something. That big toe. I thought uh, there's a scene from Righteous, the new season of Righteous Gemstones. Where uh, John Goodman does something jolly with a gentleman's thumbs and the mm. prosthetic effect of these broken thumbs is almost exactly the same as Tamira Morrison's natural reflex of his big toe. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. What next week? 
What are you going to go I, after on Tamora Morrison? Uh, I, I don't know. I, there's, there might be some low possibilities. All uh, right. All right. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm running out of things to say because he's already got enough on me that he'll kick my ass. And, and honestly, I, I, I think he's got a lot good going on. But uh, oh, he definitely does. Definitely more than I do. Uh, can, can I just say it's not exactly yeah, if like I, at 45. If I got in a back to tank right now and slept in until I was 62, I still wouldn't look as good as him. Oh, there no. I said it. Uh, I don't think it's really a display of strength to roll up to the fight where the new mutants and the Gamorians and Finnick have finally defeated your enemy in in a bathrobe. I just I just don't think it's it's as impressive as he wants it to look. <laughs> well, you know, he's got you essentially passed out on the toilet and someone just started be- <laughs> rocking your world in that state. There's there's only so really so only, good there's only one place to go and it's up, you know, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. sure. Uh, uh, and also, th- thankfully, he wears those uh, tight boxer briefs in the tank. Otherwise, we'd get a display. Who knows what Tamora Morrison body mm, feature we'd be talking about? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, how many fuckers are going to stand on this like three by three trap door by the end of the season? <laughs> All of them. Every single one, one. It's one thing if like, okay, you're having an audience with Jabba and he calls you and you like have to stand on the spot because that's what he what It's his rules. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he's got his finger on the button and you better be fucking polite. You can't just maneuver people into the I don't know. It felt a little Austin Powers to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So Boba wants to respond to this attack uh, by sending a message. Finnick wants to wait. The Hutt show up with a gift of a rancor and also tell him that the mayor has promised this territory to another party and they're leaving and they recommend he do the same. And then Boba releases... uh, Kersantan? Kersantan? I don't know. The yeah. Dark Wookiee. Kersantan. Yeah. And Finnick says, I'll arrange a meeting with the mayor. Kersantan sounds like a Northern European envision, envisioning of Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Anything once, with Santa Once a it. night, uh, Kersantan comes down the chimneys with his Wookiee climbing claws and gives presents to all the good little boys and girls. Yep. Takes um, a bite of one family member, leaves gifts for the others. Uh, I tell you what, I did. I did get a big thrill of Danny Trejo popping on <laughs> up to Jabba's palace with a raincore in tow. That was pretty cool. Yeah, they don't make a big deal of it uh-uh. uh, until you know the next scene. But you see him in the background. You're like, is that no? And then and Look then and then you realize who's directing these episodes, and you're like, mm. oh, of, oh course. of course, Danny Trejo is going to be in this. Yeah. Danny Trejo would kill to be in it. He's he's, he's cool. Uh, Do you know and how also, old like, Danny how they, Trejo is? He's got to be like eighty, right? Seventy-seven years old. Because I remember when he was doing the Machete stuff, like he was uh-huh. grandpa age, and uh, many that was moons ten years have ago. Happened since then, yeah, yeah, that's insane. Wild. And they play him against type because he's like. Uh, it, uh, that's what's cool about I, I like this playful use of the Star Wars lore where it's like, uh, you know, this throwaway scene in Return of the Jedi where the Rancor, the big, mm-hmm. fat, greasy Rancor guys is sobbing like a like a little boy over his pet being killed. And let's yep. kind of like, ah, this is vicious beast. And somebody loved him to like, no, actually, Rancors are very emotionally intelligent creatures and they need a degree of sensitivity and emotional way. And Danny Trejo is this guy uh-huh. is this big. Like, oh, who's a good Rancor? I loved it. It's <laughs> it's it's really, really funny. Yeah. Did you want to say anything about the hut scene before we get well, to the Rancor scene? What can f- run a hut off of a planet? Like what greater what what bigger yeah. fish is there? Uh 
Bib. Bib fish tuna. <laughs> Bib fish tuna? I big, don't think so. Big fortuna. Um, are they going to get the uh, moff ring involved in here? Because I'm like, uh, what's what's know. bigger than the huts in the, in the fringes of space? Yeah, it feels like the mayor did something to consolidate his power. But this is all, but yeah, but this is all hmm, interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the the Rancor scene. Uh, Boba gets a Rancor tutorial from Danny Trejo, and he wants to learn how to ride it. And Trejo begins the process by allowing the Rancor to bond to Boba Fett by being the first human that it sees. And then the droid, AD-8, reports that the mayor is unavailable for the next 20 days. Boba tells Finnick, let's suit up. Gonna crash this party. Which is a Dathomir, y'all. I was talking about these dark force witch ride, rancor riding people just as a throw off comment in, in, in the pilot episode. Your favorite YouTuber had to w- look this shit up on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> I I was so happy to hear that name check because number one, it makes me look like a boss. But number two, <laughs> I want this is the yeah, like this is the yeah. weird kind of shit that I think that Star Wars desperately needs like an enema to flush out the creative blockage that's been suffering that this franchise has been suffering from. Like we need to get out there and tell some of these weirder stories It can involve the force. It just, it just can't involve Jedi soldiers, smugglers or bounty hunters. You know, I don't, force, I don't know, force druids riding rancors. Yes. Yeah, we could do that. Can, can we have the witches wearing Mandalorian battle armor? Cause that's the only way I want to green light a show for star wars universe now witches and besker i don't know does it yeah. mix i don't know i mean you can ride a you can ride a rancor in besker armor i'm pretty sure i think the rancor can have okay bits bits of yeah. like like every like well how cool to be to have a rancor with knuckles and every knuckle is enshrouded in the chest piece of a mandalorian warrior right like that's a rancor and it's mastered it's been through some fucking shit you can hang a helmet off of one of those nose rings for sure. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. Just or or oh man, imagine like if like it, it, he he was wearing like a, a halbrick or something that's that's made out of uh pant like the, all the different uh, chess pieces the Mandalorians uh-huh. and they're like they're like scale armor like hanging off of yeah. him and they're like you know got got durasteel cables braiding the I, I, okay I but but no the witches cannot be wearing Mandalorian armor. I'm putting a firm no on okay, that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, I'll never get greenlit now. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too uncompromising in my creative vision. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, I like this scene a lot. Um, the the rancor whisperer Danny Trejo is pretty mm-hmm. cool, like you said. Um, I, it, one of it, I do hope we get to see Boba ride it. I'm pretty sure we, we have will. To. There'll be a riot if they introduce the concept of uh, not just any rancor. This is a thoroughbred racehorse of a rancor yeah like spe- like this like is this is like of a rancor connoisseur danny trejo he's like saw this rancor and was like this is the one this is my fucking life's work my magnum opus boba fett is going to ride if, if the, he doesn't ride this guy in the battle by the end of the season i i don't know why i've got disney plus especially because like one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode was just boba riding a bantha like i thought mm-hmm. that looked so cool but to mm-hmm. see it uh, and see him on a rancor would be times 10. So, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. All right. Then Boba and Finnick visit. Uh, oh, oh, and they take the vapor bikers with them. They visit the mayor. That'll be important. 
the mayor's assistant locks the door, and when they open it, the mayor's gone. The assistant takes off in a speeder, and the vapor bikers chase. I'm going to use that word as loosely as possible. Chase him trot. through Mas Espa. They trot after him. Yes, and they catch up to him and find out the mayor has gone to be with the pikes. <sighs> this speeder chase, man. It's I, terrible. It's, and it's just it just was con- like, I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. It's like these guys know so much about Star Wars lore, clearly, and they love it. And then they give us this shiny, pristine biker gang on Vespas that doesn't look cool at all. It's no. not cool. These look like terrible. Yeah. Like, like where these look like uh, riding your your grandma's 1950 vacuum cleaner like I, out of the box like they're, they're uh-huh. like yeah, like yeah. this if if, if you too drove clean, for sure they will no longer look this clean again they drove it once through the streets of Moss Espets they're never going to be buffed to this sh- like I like, have you not seen any shit in Tatooine before on a Star Wars movie they're never pristine and gleaming and shiny <laughs> I get what they're trying to do this is another like Lucas loves hot rods and well, let's that's... put this into Star Wars these guys are buffing their bikes all the time because they're a biker gang I I get that, but it just doesn't mesh with everything else around it. Well, that's the thing, like, you know, souped up 50s, you know, turbocharger, uh, whatever's and, and and choppers are cool. Mm-hmm. Like American Graffiti wasn't about a, a Vespa gang, man. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree The the design is bad. And and yes, the the speed of this chase, the feeling of speed, like I'm not even complaining with like oh, they're going slow, so it's boring. It's just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel no. like a speeder should be going this slow or any of these bikes. And, and you don't need to impressive... The point where every time they, like, ramp up something, I'm like, is that moped going to make it up that hill? That that yeah. ramp is too steep for this thing. It doesn't have enough horsepower. Yeah, man. It's like it's the stunts and Hot Rod the movie. I... <laughs> I, I, and, and, and you don't have to have impressive vehicles to do a good chase scene. Look at the first right. born identity. Uh-huh. Like he's riding some Eastern European Econo shit box yeah. and all the cops are in like two cylinder. I don't know. Playmobil cars. But it's fucking badass because they are just ringing the nuts off these vehicles and sliding sideways and going through traffic. And the sense of speed. Yes. The is sense of speed. Amazing. This is just like. You know, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It, it it just didn't feel like they had the techniques and the effects. But I keep coming back to like yeah. this is just conceptually a failure because like as soon as those guys rolled into town on their bikes, mm-hmm. you just wanted to laugh. It was it was it was just just dumb. It is. So like yeah, then you try to make them in a pulse pounding chase and it just there's yeah, there's no wheels to fall off because they're hovercraft. But still. And, and this is. They need to be careful, I think. I, I, I don't know what. I'm a weird Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm a weird Disney fan. I'm a weird action viewer. Um, I like my action to be action-y, uh, and this was not action-y. And I, I feel like every time Disney goes for something like this and half-asses it and ends up with, like, a rushed, low-budget version of what I expect to see from a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. they end up eroding my confidence in their ability to do this in the future. And they, they yeah. need to be careful with how many times they put a half-assed CGI something on the screen. Yeah. Because it just, unless, it they just the unless they literally just want moms and dads watching with their kids. <sighs> yeah. Even then, man, like 
kids are going to go back to this 20 years from now when they're 30 and go, man, I remember loving that thing. Let me go back. And if it doesn't hold up, they're going to be less fan than they were before. Yeah. And, and like I said, they're, I don't know. I feel like this, 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 this motorcycle gang or whatever, the scooter gang is uniquely bad because I have seen firsthand like kids like I, I grew up. I was a, a man when the prequels came out and I thought, you know, I didn't think they were terrible, but I also didn't think they're nearly as good as the original trilogy. Well, these kids have grown up and they're like, no, actually, old man, you're fucking wrong. These things are gold. Your old trilogy's busted. Mm-hmm. And but I go back and look and I'm like, well, you know, the Gungans are like, OK, Jar Jar is kind of a fool, but the Gungans weren't. The Gungans were sure. a mighty people with like weapons that were kind of cool. And they had the like, you know, Dinotopia force shield aesthetic with the, and the battle droids are undeniably cool. Um, boss Nass is stupid. Boss Nass, yeah, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His big slobbering uh, shake, shake movie. Well, so is Jabba sure. the Hutt. Jabba's Jabba's cool. I'm, I'm just saying that like well, I can't Jabba think of anything in the prequels other than maybe the Death Stick Merchant uh, that's <laughs> as cringy as as this thing. And and I don't know. I. <sighs> I'm with you. I can't imagine uh, a 30 year old coming back to this and be like, actually, yeah, these bikers are cool. But who knows? Irony can reclaim anything like there might be. You see some uh, cool people dressing up like these dudes for Halloween, ironically. And then suddenly everyone's got good. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And suddenly everyone misremembers how cool it was in the first place because they don't go back to actually check. Uh, I I don't know, man. I, I just think like it. We have the technology to make this stuff actually look really good to, to actually make it look perfect, indistinguishable from reality. And Disney has the money to do it. And mm-hmm. star Wars is the franchise to do it in, but, but this, and like, they're also, passing it. Also, someone just pay attention to the coherency of your world. These kids are too poor to buy water. Uh huh. And they have these gleaming palaces well, of Vespas why. that they're riding around. Yeah, and they they're, spend but they're all their also money t- on parts. And they spend all their money upgrading their, but it all looks new and shiny. And they live in Tatooine. Tatooine is not the rich kids no. with lots of money no. neighborhood. This should all look cobbled together and, but still cool. And they should uh-huh. look, they should look tough and rough around the edges. Not like, you know, they were cast out of a WB teen drama. No, I mean, Anakin speeder looks fucking cool Perfect. pod racer yeah that looks yeah. awesome bright primary colors but it looks like something that someone scavenged from a junk pile exactly yeah so i don't know i pretty much hated everything about this chase agreed agreed and it's just all the dumb shit like like and you can tell that like uh when they're in the writers oh man it's going to be fun because we're gonna do all the tropey shit we're gonna drive through a, a fruit basket stand we're gonna drive mm-hmm. through a water, water tower tanks. We're going to, you know, make a a rickshaw droid do it. But it all comes across as hack because it's set on this just shitty, shitty base. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Well, uh, one more scene here. A whole bunch of pikes get off a ship as Boba's gang watches and they report back to Boba. And Fennec says they're going to war. Boba says we're about to as well. Yeah, he says we'll be ready. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yep, this episode would be immensely better if uh, as soon as the mayor's major domo took off in a car, you just had a, a scene of him just driving hell bent through the streets, looking at his rear view, and no one's there, no one's there. Uh-huh. He gets to the spaceport like, Haha, I've I, I I beat this guy, and then Boba just lands right next to him, pulls a gun, is like, I've got a jetpack, you dumbass. Uh-huh. Did you forget? <laughs> like, and then because like the other thing, I feel like Boba is holding the bag a lot in these episodes. Sure. Like Boba is being befuddled and tricked and uh, disrespected at all turns. And uh, 
that that uh, yeah like the the, the the exact same scene you cut out all the bikers and you make boba look like a badass it's a win 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 um mm-hmm. anyway maybe only the e- this is going to be like star trek rules only the even numbered episodes are going to be bangers the odds Could are going to be oof oof motion picture oof oh my god these bikers it's a fucking fucking search for spock oh I am curious Save to some see some whales next episode. <laughs> I am curious to see uh, where he goes in the flashbacks at this point, like with all the Tuscan camps being burnt to the ground or not all of them, but his particular one. Yeah, that's the thing. Is there's got to be some pretty grim vengeance because yeah. they sold Boba having a very intense bond with these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wonder, like to me, that this calls for very dark resolution. Yes. And I'm curious to see if they can do that in like a T rated family show. We'll see. Cause he, he doesn't told the story. So he you told can, the story. He, he disintegrates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe he got the, you don't torture after he, he brutalizes these people. Like that's a lesson he learned. Like, Oh, I just, uh, I, I went to a place and I felt my father disapproving from me of, uh, from the grave, man. I just want to feel that again. Well, that's it for the episode. Uh, We'll come back with the mailbag. But first, a quick break. All right, we're back with the feedback. We got quite a few uh, messages this week. If you'd like to send us feedback, it's easy. Just send an email to tribe at baldmove.com and uh, we'll read it. First up is Caleb. Caleb says, regarding the feedback you received about how calm Boba Fett was about his father being killed, he's definitely hell-bent on revenge for a period of time. There's an episode in the Clone Wars, uh, the episode called Death Trap, where Boba tries to mace, I'm sorry, tries to kill mace, tries to mace kill, (laughs) tries to kill mace for killing his father. He's obviously not successful, but he does manage to blow up mace's Jedi cruiser. It's kind of a fun plot where Boba pretends to be a clone cadet and has to deal with the clones of his father and also decide how far he's willing to go to get revenge. We also see the beginning of Boba rolling around with bounty hunters. I think he was more unhinged closer to the incident, but it's been decades and decades at this point. And like you said, Mace is dead. So I don't think Xanax or therapy would necessarily be required for him to have more control over his emotions. I mean, not just Mace, like the entire Jedi order is wiped out. You've got, you know, at this, at this, at this point in the story, you've got no, what nobody, right? Like is maybe Luke's got a Jedi Academy is trying to get back off the ground. But for most of Boba's life, there's been Yoda, Mm -hmm. Darth Vader, Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Joris see both. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Whatever fucking mad Rasputin monk that they drag out for Timothy Zahn's original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like, it's, if you got a, if you got a a hate boner for Jedi, there's just not a lot of relief. (laughs) <laughs> not a lot of relief it's, true. it's you better call a doctor because that's going to be a 20 year old hate boner that's going to go unbeaten uh caleb finishes with one other detail is that in the next episode of the clone wars when mace and boba finally meet boba tells him he'll never forgive him for killing his father and mace just says you'll have to nope. which i think showcases more of the jedi's <laughs> arrogance in the final days before their fall and boba says nah <laughs> <laughs> can't uh, make me the Jedi are, are shitters, man, in the prequels. They really kind of deserved everything they got. Maybe not the younglings. Yeah. Well, all the masters. What what the hell? You, you guys, what kind of what kind of order are you running? 
Aaron, double Aaron. I like the name. Says, hey, guys, love your content. I'm happy to become a premium member recently. Well, good for you. Mm. I have, and thank you for your support. I have a theory about why the Tuscans have to wear the mouse piece, mouse piece, the mouthpiece and head wraps. Okay. In the episode two podcast, you guys discussed Boba not getting the Tuscan head wraps. And I think I know why. The chieftain tells Boba a story about when Tatooine was covered in water. So I think it's possible that Tuscans might be an aquatic species that need the mouthpiece and wraps to survive since their seas dried up. Whoa. Anyway, thanks for listening to me ramble and keep up the good work. That's a pretty good theory. Yeah. No, it, um, it makes sense with what we know. Yeah, especially if the seas dried up very quickly um, mm-hmm. and maybe, re, you know, like uh, within the last uh, 100,000 years or so, like it's just not enough time for the Tuscans to evolve. Sure. The the proper thing. So yeah, like the fact that they have to keep wrapped up at all times or they die, that's that's interesting. I like that. Are they we'll just see. pouring black melon juice on themselves constantly? Keep those those wraps nice and wet? <sighs> Maybe those wraps are just like really, really if they, they're like the Freeman still suits in Dune. They're just really good at recycling that water. They just pour <laughs> they just pour the black melon juice through the, the mouth hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're basically nice. walking cacti, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Barrel cactus. They store <laughs> sure. that water. <laughs> uh pat says greeting from a galaxy not so far away uh andromeda Maybe. you have seen numerous clickbait you you have likely seen numerous clickbaity articles related to the subject of the black wookie in chapter two of the book of boba fett indeed you surmise correctly however as a connoisseur of the broader disney star wars canon i wanted to take it upon myself to stroll in like boba in the bibs throne room and fire some information at you in case you missed it much like Bo-Katan and Ahsoka in Mando last year, this Wookiee is making a leap from one form of media to the next. His name is Black Chrysanthemum, and he's been seen as a frequent player in a uh, Darth Vader comic book lines as well as its spinoff series, Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra? Jesus. Spin a, a, how are you going to spin a Darth Vader off and call it Dr. Afra? <laughs> I'm sure that's one's. I'm sure that one's flying off the shelves. Yeah, he runs in similar circles to, circles to Boba, so they do have a history, which certainly comes across in that scene, even without the context of any comics. Um, Does it? I missed it. Potential. Well, I mean, I don't know. They they kind of mean mugged each other. I think I see. See. If, I mean, if, I just if, thought if that you're was familiar. A hired gun who was there to kill the guy, mean mugging his prey, but. Yeah, I think, but uh, it's kind of like, uh, I think Boba Fett works in Return of the Jedi, even if you didn't see him in Empire. But if you saw oh. him in Empire, it gives you like, oh, you know that him and Han Solo have beef, you know? Sure, sure. Um, But I'm interested because like uh, he gets he gets freed by Boba Fett. He's a very cool looking dude. And it seems likely uh, we also talked about how deficient the muscle of Boba is right now. This would be. Like this guy took on almost all of Boba's muscles and ba- and almost won. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 doubling the muscle just by just by switching sides here, and it feels like that's what's going to happen. I mean, I'd be cool with that. I, I would love to see that. Actually, I think he's one of the cooler characters in this show so far. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can pull the arms off the biker kids. I wouldn't. Yeah. Don't think they'd mind. It just they get new. They get replacements, and then they can come back <laughs> grittier and cooler looking. For sure. All of them having <laughs> replacement arms mm-hmm. with with quick detachable couplets because this is going to happen again and again and again. Yeah, you know? like well, you, just sit it's them kinda... down for a game of hollow chess and it'll yeah. work itself out. 
You got to design these guys' arms like uh, the, the 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 gas tank, the gas hoses at uh, at convenience stores, man. They're designed to pop off because you know people are going to right. leave. Yeah, you don't want to wreck your whole pump, so just yeah, make make the easy detach Wookie arms, so you don't have to continually fix your prosthetics. It's the only it's the only way to do it. Leobo says midway in seeing the Rancor, my first thoughts were. Uh, felt like expected and then boring. And then Trejo picked my attention up and I thought, thought, wow, they're gifting us the visual of Fett riding a Rancor to mow down his enemies in the finale episode. It was the equal bliss of experience Robocop riding uniform unicorns. And he says, parenthetically, you got to Google it. It's a thing. All right. Then just hmm. a few minutes later, they brought out the hipsters and I, it couldn't get worse. Uh, they put them on space Vespas. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? These worlds should not collide. Please get current culture out of my space fantasy. Favre has been doing amazing work with this, uh, this tired material again and again. So I have faith. But for how long? Here's where I'm getting at. If they are setting us up for what could be an amazing moment of cinema with a man riding a Rancor. Uh, or will it be Danny, the mother of dragons, riding Falcor type fail? <laughs> uh, Star Wars spent its middle years being shit story, uh, great special effects and bad spatial choreography. Now the writing and story are good again and the practical CGI effects have found balance. Will we get a gift or open it to find a flaming bag of shit? Yeah. Um, yeah. I we, look, we got half our feedback was about these these biker gangs. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, Jessica piles on says the most obvious offenders in the show uh, the most obvious offender of the bikers is their styling. They seem far too clean and polished like for a desert street gang. Their clothing screamed 80s to me. Their styling was so out of place in any Star Wars world that it was immediately ruined. And don't even get me started on the bright, shiny, clearly never seen dirt in a desert land scooters and bold, vibrant, shall I say, Power Rangers colors. Yes, you shall. Mm-hmm. I get a real sense that someone had just watched the Warriors on the design team. Another offense was the integration of the droid tech. Nothing felt accurate. Each piece felt too closely derived from our current tech today versus something that would have actually been pulled out of a droid. I agree. Like, that lady needed a C-3PO looking arm with (laughs) hydraulics and shit exposed. She's got something that looks like she stole it from the movie AI. I Yeah, the droids are not super advanced uh, in their form. You know, there are a lot of different forms, but all of them are pretty crude. Yeah, it's all they're all about function in the Star Wars universe, not not hiding, you know, machinery and circuits and wiring and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Um, And and I I, I'm worried for the Rancor scene because of a scene like this. Right. Like if they're going to half ass Boba riding a Rancor, I don't even want to see it. If if he's going four miles an hour and Phoenix like. Come on, man. I got shit to do. Let's get this Rancor up to speed. I'm not going to be impressed by it. Especially since, like, I'm pretty sure in one of the uh, the Jedi Knights, you got to ride a Rancor. And it was kind of fucking awesome. Oh, so, I like, if that. you can't do better than 10-year-old gra- computer graphics, just stay at home. Just stay at home. 10. 10, he says. 10 years probably, old, that probably Jedi 15. Knight. Oh, probably longer. Oh, yeah. 20 oh jesus how fucking old am i jim <laughs> pretty old let's man. not think about it uh i want to go back to leobo's email because they they have the kind of same concern i said i noticed that the end scene with uh trejo made it look like it could be either a lame trick where the rancor is meant to eat fet or that the pet is just being soothed by trejo because his newly imprinted master left them could read either way i i think it's the latter i don't yeah. think trejo is is tricking fet i don't think like the first thing he sees he's gonna have to compulsively eat well, when it was laying there on on you know these hut the hut's uh, delivery platform, I was thinking, is this a Trojan Rancor? Is is like 
are four other dark Wookiees going to pop out of this thing in the it's middle blood, of the night? Yeah, like, Fra- like Frank Reynolds from that couch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze through whatever orify they can find on this rancor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to learn something cool about the Maori culture here. Joe wrote in after we talked about uh, uh, Tamura's Morrison's uh, facial expressions. Oh so you're talking last week about this guy's facial expressions when he's in combat. I thought as a New Zealander, I could give some context. I'm not Maori, but I have been exposed to enough of the culture that there's a few things I feel comfortable saying with some confidence. The expressions uh, Morrison wears in battle are hundred percent him bringing his Maori-ness to the performance. You can see expressions uh, like these in any haka. A haka is defined by uh, mm-hmm. on the Maori dictionary as a posture dance with vigorous dances, actions, and rhythmically shouted words. Uh, you have to really see one to get the idea. And if you've ever seen like the New Zealand rugby team take the field um, oh, and the Olympics, there's been several. Like you could probably new, new, Google New Zealand team haka and see a bunch of these examples of this very intimidating war dance, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, Um during the hockey, you can see some of the performers pulling extreme facial expressions, which often ex- involve exposing the whites of the eye and the teeth and the tongue. These are known as pukana. This short video goes into some depth, and he, he sent me a three-minute video of uh, a Maori gentleman explaining like the significance. Like, so there's, there's two purposes for these. I, I did a bunch of research, and I fell down a pukana hole yesterday. Um, number one, originally these were things you did to people in battle to like just intimidate the shit out of them. Like, look at me, look how big and scary. Look at the whites of my eyes and how insane I look. And also, I'm going to eat you. We're going to we're going to kill and eat you. That's the story. But then also, this became like incorporated in a lot of the rituals or funerary rites. And there's like 36 different distinct types of these, uh, like grotesque facial distortions that they do and they all mean mm-hmm. something different like the angle of the tongue and the eyes and the cast of the face uh and also like if you want to uh there's some really cool stuff i i i went down this uh, hashtag pukana hole on tiktok of all these maori people doing like pukana offs and like <laughs> haka versions of like pop songs and stuff and it was real. I, I spent like at least nice. an hour that's what i did waiting for the expanse to start up last night it's a lot of fun yeah no uh, it's it's effective man uh it, I think like it brings something fierce to the to the fight that it, I, I don't see does. in other in other fights, and it makes a lot of sense. I do think, um, you know, now that I've seen like dozens of different New Zealanders and Maori doing their their hakas and their pukanas, I do think that Tamora does bring a set of chompers. Tamira brings a set of sure. chompers that are impressive. You know, like I mean, like Jim said, the walls have never been breached. Like I do, like I think, I think he's got exceptional equipment to 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 to, to bear in battle. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, I, I appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad I got to learn something new. Uh, so thanks for that, Joe. Next, we got Sean Bon Jovi says, just a quick note: we saw the origin of Finnick and Boba's relationship in Mando. Finnick was gutted and left for dead. Boba picked her up and fixed her up with some cybernetic guts. I'm definitely hoping we don't find another hidden link between the two of them. I, well, I, so I go, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, right? And the tri- well, now we've seen this episode, the whole tribe's been wiped out. So I think all this stuff is moot. Yeah, it's a good theory. I think so. It's a good theory. I don't necessarily mean it was impossible, but it clearly is now. So thanks for pointing that out, Sean Bon. And we'll move on to Nicholas. Says, I love your guys' commentary uh, uh, on so many great shows. I've been enjoying listening to your book of Boba. 
And one issue I've noticed is something my friends and I've also been struggling with. How should we refer to the indigenous peoples of Tatooine? Should be referred to as Sand People, Tuscan Raiders, or Tuscans? The first, at first, Sand People sounds like a pejorative or even a derogatory term, likely because of their depiction in A New Hope and other canon. However, if Wikipedia is to be believed, the term Sand People was given to them due to their existence in the desert. But the more formal name of Tuscan Raiders was acquired much later due to a period of concentrated tax on the a settlement at Fort Tuscan. Though this name is often used as a common term for the race, it actually refers only to the participants of the attack on the settlement. According to the same entry, the term Sand People dates back to 4,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, 4,000 years before Star Wars A New Hope. But Tuscan Raiders dates back to about 98 or 95 years before the Battle of Yavin when the attacks took place. Although Tuscan appears to be the more accepted term, even referring to their language, it actually seems to be more of a pejorative term given its origins. Dropping Raider doesn't change the meaning as a term. Tuscan has no etymology independent of the raids on the fort, to my understanding. Alternatively, especially considering the portrayal of this group in the Book of Boba, sand people need not be pejorative at all and seems fairly descriptive. They are the people of the sand. Because of how important a role they play in the show, it's worth considering which term is actually best. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, yeah. again, all my what I said last uh, week about how this is all fictional stuff and uh, it doesn't really matter. I also think it's kind of useful to um, talk about this stuff in a, in, in a frame that maybe doesn't offend anyone real because you can kind right. of like test out your, your theories on this. Um, what do you think, Jim? I think this is pretty convincing. However, I would also say sand people seems like a relatively new name. If we're talking about, uh, a people who are probably around when Tatooine was a water planet. True. Uh, they would certainly not have called them the sand people uh, yeah. then. And sand people, even even in the, the history that you've laid out here, is also a name given to them by others. So th- that's, that's where it comes back to. Like, what do the sand people call themselves? That's what I want to know. Can we get like a word in their language that means like that is their name. Yeah. Would we be able to speak it? I don't know. I don't know. What I think is interesting is like how many uh, words that refer to a people that they call themselves in their own language are just like man, woman, human people. Like a lot of like, uh, you know, oh, those people, uh, they're not, uh, they're, they're uh, Maori. Well, what's Maori mean? Well, it means the people on the land. You know, it's I guess it's like, like calling. What do we call ourselves? You know, and and I I think that's that's interesting because like if if everyone like if whenever you made first contact and you're like, oh, what are these people? Uh-huh. They say they're just humans. Oh, they're humans. Well, we're humans. All right, like uh, things would be a lot different, you know. Sure, but, uh, sure. Like they're not fucking humans. They're uh, you know sand people or Tuscans or what? It's yeah. Um, well, I I think of like um, the 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 expanse um, in terms of like the belters and what they call themselves, right? They have a word in their yeah. language, which it crucially is pronounceable with the human tongue. I don't, I don't know how uh, pronounceable a sand person name in their native language would be for mm-hmm. a human, but you know, you can call them belters. You, you can call them a lot of things, but they call themselves Beltalota um, as a people, right? So yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like sure. that's like the proper name for the belters. And, uh-huh. and belters is like a shortening of that. Yeah. Or, well, but it, but almost like, like an outsider's mean, shortening of it. Does it like belta literally, uh, loda means literally People of the all belt. of us belters. Yeah. We, we like, belters, loda is, essentially. Yeah. You could say like there's a, a uh, you know, uh, 
uh, fuck, a pallet loader. You got a bunch of pallets, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I just looked it up, because I just guessed at this. The def- the actual dis- meaning of Maori, as far as I can mean, means uh, normal or ordinary. So, like, the Maori call themselves, huh, okay. we're just the normal people. Yeah. <laughs> we're just regular people. That's it. Makes regular sense. people. Yeah. Because uh, I'm like, oh, fuck, what if I got that wrong? Um. The other thing is the 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 other thing that's that's unique to the fact that this is a fake uh, culture on a fake planet and all this is made up is that Wikipedia entry could be based on Star Wars legends that are not fact. Oh shit! Like until this is established in like a canon source, I honestly don't know what is and isn't canon. I think the Clone Wars is like one of those things that are still canon. Uh, I know definitely from Rebels on it becomes canon, but. Um, yeah, it, it seems like Favreau is trying to put it to where, like, you know, like there is no Fort Tuscan. Tuscan is what they call themselves, and Raiders is a pejorative, and Sand People is like a bit of a pejorative too. But, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's the way it's being used in this show. Yeah, and it's also I think it's like the way Sand People hits me wrong because I was like, you know, I was a kid growing up during the first Gulf War, yeah, and I exactly. heard a lot of my Muslim friends in in junior high. uh attacked by sand and a pejorative mm-hmm. and like that's like the first time i've ever heard a slur and like uttered in anger and it made a big impact so like when i hear like say like it just seems like a you know like uh oh they're sand people uh yeah there's an implication of being less civilized less yeah. valuable because yeah of where they live it's yeah, yeah yeah there's like lots of different ways to demean a culture by you know just 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 uh, dismissing them with like a, a, a common thing they're associated with but on the other hand if literally in their tongue they call themselves the people of the sand, which is mm-hmm. plausible, then you should probably uh, you know refer to them that, or maybe in their. But I, yeah, again, I don't know what it sounds like if like if I if I spoke their language, it sounded like a donkey braying. So I don't know if I could pull right. that off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars political politically correct speech. It's an interesting thing to play with. Uh, that's all we got for this week. If you would like to send us some more feedback on this, uh, show, show me your favorite Pucana face. Uh, I would like to see it. <laughs> Tribe at baldmove.com. Uh, we'll be back next week to see if Book of Boba can. And I, 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 my, my fondest wish is he's in his back to tank and there's a flashback to where he pulls up to the biker gang and they're all just in a crater smoking crater. And it's just another thing that he's pissed off about. And we never see these people again because the Wookiee, the Gamorrean, Danny Trejo, Finnick and the Rancor can stay. Mm -hmm. Kids need to get the fuck out. Uh, 8B8, you're cool, too. Still waiting for Matt Berry to be funny. These 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 Power Rangers need to go. We'll see if it happens next week. Uh, Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.